Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a Shabbat sermon by Joel Grossman. Our parsha this week is Shemot, the first parsha in the book of Shemot, the book of Shemot, which contains the great story of our people, the great story of our bondage in Egypt, our liberation from Egypt, and we begin that today. We learn about the bondage. We don't yet learn about the liberation, but we begin the story today. As Paro is worried that the Jewish people may someday join some enemy against him, he enslaves us. He attempts to kill all the male children. And the story will continue. Spoiler alert, as the story goes on, we will be freed from Mitzrayim, there will be ten plagues brought against the Egyptians. We will get to, when he finally releases us, get to uh, Yamsuf, to the Red Sea. God will split the sea. We will walk through the sea, and so on. But this great story of our people is not my subject today. My subject today is a small story, a small story embedded in this great story. The small story I'm going to talk about today it's on page 324 and 325 of Yehumashim. And for those of you who are at home and do not have an Eitz Chaim, I'd love for you to follow with whatever Chumash you have. Chapter 2 of the book of Shemot, starting with verse 15 and continuing on until verse 22. It's a small, short story, which I think is embedded for a very strong reason into the great story of Yitziat Mitzrayim, of our exodus from Egypt. Before I start talking about this small story, however, just let me catch you up with what's happened so far in the story. Paro has decreed that all males should be thrown into the sea. Moshe is rescued by his mother and put in a little basket in the Nile River. He's picked up by the daughter of Paro. He grows up in the palace. He leaves the palace one day to see his brothers, and it seems that he sees an Egyptian taskmaster hitting one of the Jewish people. And he kills him, buries him in the sand, looks around, doesn't think anybody saw it. The next day, Moshe comes out, sees two Jews fighting. He says to the one who he thinks is the the Rasha, the wicked one, why do you hit your brother? And the Rasha says to Moshe, oh yeah, what are you going to do? Kill me like you killed that Egyptian yesterday? Moshe is shocked. He had no idea anybody knew about this. And then it turns out, as the Pasuk says, Paro finds out about Moshe killing the Egyptian and he's going to kill Moshe. So Moshe has to run away, and Moshe flees, and he flees Egypt and comes to Midian and stays by a well. If you look on page 324, chapter 2, verse 15, when Pharaoh learned of the matter, he sought to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh. He arrived in the land of Midian and sat down beside a well. Now think for a moment. Do you know of anybody else in the Torah who had to run away from somebody who said he was going to kill him and who ended up at a well and where he found at that very well the woman he was going to marry? Think about that for a moment while we continue with the story. Moshe comes to this well and something interesting is going on. The seven daughters of Yitro, the priest of Midian, have come to draw water. And some bad guys come. And these bad guys, 
are called Roim, shepherds. And in verse 17, it says, Vayegarshum, he, they threw out the daughters of Yitro, the bad guys, the shepherds. And then Moshe saved them, and Moshe watered their sheep. Who else watered the sheep of someone? We'll think about that for a, one, uh, for a moment as well. What happens next? The seven daughters of Yitro go back to their home, and their father says, what are you doing home so early? Doesn't take more time to feed and, and water all the sheep. And they said, no, an Egyptian guy helped us. The, uh, the other uh, shepherds were going to take the water away from us, but he helped us, and so we got home early. So their father says, what, you didn't invite him over for a meal? And then in verse uh, 21, you have an unbelievable example of economy of narrative in our Torah. Because what happens in verse 21? el Moshe, Moshe consents to have a meal, right? And then what happens? Moshe consented to stay with the man, and he gave Moses his daughter Zipporah as a wife. So that's one heck of a meal, right? See, <laughs> and uh, more economy in this next sentence. She bore a son, and he named him Gershon, for he said, "I have been a stranger." The word Ger means stranger. I've been a stranger in a strange land or in a foreign land. So now we have this little story. That's the end of this little story. Moshe comes to the well. He sees the bad uh, shepherds preventing the daughters of uh, Yitro from having their water. He sends them away. But I want to look a little more closely, especially at some of the Hebrew words that are used. And that's why I really wanted everyone to have their chumash. Because let's take a look at this one more time. First of all, in case you didn't know, and I think you all do know, who is the other person in the Torah who is forced to flee? Of course, it's Yaakov. Yaakov is also known as Yisrael, the man who struggled with God, who struggled with an angel of God. And what did Yaakov do when he came to the well? There was a big rock on the well. No, they were all waiting to water their sheep. And then Moshe with one, I'm sorry, Yaakov with one fell swoop, lifts up the well, lifts up the, uh, the rock, sees his future wife, Rachel, and starts to cry. So what happens here? Moshe sort of reenacts the story of Yaakov at the well. He comes to the well. The bad guys are preventing, uh, Yitro's daughters from drawing well, and he, and he, uh, saves them. Here's the first word that I find very interesting in this. Uh, he says here, Vayavo, verse 17, Vayavo Haroim, the shepherds came, Vayegarshum, and they sent them away. Vayegarshum. Now, if you keep your finger on the same page here, and you look to the very, very last pasuk in this parsha, so that's on page 341, if you have if you don't have the Yitzchayim, it's in chapter 6, verse uh, 1, on the, at the very end of the Parsha. Moshe is very disappointed. He says to God, boy, I was supposed to help rescue the Jews, and look what happened. I open my mouth and I tell Paro I want to take the people out, and he says, oh, yeah, I'll show you. Not only you have to keep building bricks, but you have to go find your own straw. So what a fine mess you've gotten us into, Moshe. So Moshe is very disappointed, very depressed, and what does God say to him? 
You shall soon see what I will do to Paro. He shall let them go because of a greater might. Indeed, because of a greater might, he shall drive them from his land. Vayagar shem me'artso. So the same word that is used, Vayagar shum, that Moshe chased away the bad guys, the roim, the evil shepherds, that same word appears here with God saying, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to force Paro to send you out of the land. I want to show you one more word which I think must have meaning. What does Moses do? He rescues these poor uh, daughters of, of Yitro from the bad shepherds. Vayakam Moshe. Moshe stood up. Vayoshian. Now this is translated here, the Eitz Chaim, and he came to their defense. But I don't really think that's what it means. Now one, one more time, please. Keep your finger on page uh, 325. And turn to page 405, please. 405 is in Parshat Bishalach. The Jews have now left Egypt, but after Paro changes his mind, he chases after them all of his best chariots and all his best soldiers. At the very bottom of page 405, and for you who have a diff- those of you who have a different chumash, I'm in now chapter 14 of the book of uh, Exodus, chapter 14, verse 30. Vayosha Adonai, Vayom Hahuet Yisrael Miyad Mitzrayim. And God delivered Israel that day from the Egyptians. So what do we have? You can flip back to our page now. Page 325, chapter 2, verse 17. Vayakam Moshe, Vayoshi Moshe saved the daughters of Yitro, just like in the book of uh, Shemot, a little later on, Vayosha Adonai. So this seems to be a foreshadowing. What's happening here at the well with the seven daughters of Yitro and the evil shepherds is a foreshadowing of God's grace when God will deliver us from the Egyptians. Going on with this little story, our short little story. The seven daughters come home. And they say to your fa- to their father, an Egyptian saved us. That's why we were able to come home early, because an Egyptian came. Who is the Egyptian? The Egyptian is Moshe. Now, why did they think he was an Egyptian? Probably because he just came from Egypt. He was probably wearing Egyptian-style clothes, probably spoke with an Egyptian accent. So, ironically, an Egyptian saves the daughters of Yitro from the shepherds, And later on, we see that the shepherd will save Israel from the Egyptians. So you can think about that a little while also. But to me, the most important passage in this little story is at the very end of the little story, chapter 2, verse uh, 22. After what must have been a whirlwind courtship over lunch, (laughs) Moshe marries Tzipporah, the daughter of Yitro, she bears him a child. I don't know if that's also over lunch. And it says, Vaikra et Shemo Gershom. He called him Gershom. Kiamar, Ger Hayiti Beres Nachria, for I have been a stranger in a foreign country. Who is Moshe? Moshe is someone who feels empathic. He feels like an Egyptian. They think he's an Egyptian. Moshe is someone who feels like a stranger, and yet he knows that there's something else about strangers. 
Moshe went on after the, delivering the people to give the Torah to the Jewish people. When he gave the Torah to the Jewish people and he told them how to live a decent life, he wrote the book or the parsha of Kedoshim. And Kedoshim tells us how we should live our lives. If you want to look at and follow along with me, keep your finger here and then go all the way to page 700, which is in the middle of the book of Vayikra. And on page 700, which is chapter 19 of the book of Vayikra, verse 33 and 34, when a stranger resides with you in your land, you shall not wrong them. The stranger who resides with you shall be to you as one of your citizens. You shall love him as yourself. Why should you love the stranger? Just like Moshe says, I'm going to name my son Gershom because I was a stranger in a foreign land. He understands. He understands what it's like to be a stranger. And he delivers the word of God to the Jewish people, the ultimate commandment that we have in Kedoshim. Treat the stranger like yourself. Love him like yourself. For we were strangers in the land of Egypt. And I think this is why there's a reference to Yaakov at the well. Moshe clearly was hesitant. And God knew Moshe really didn't want the job. In fact, Moshe tries to turn down the job, right? He says, I, I don't speak very well. It really, maybe you should find somebody else. But God is trying to reinforce in Moshe that you are the second Yaakov. You are a person who meets his wife at a well. And you are someone just like Yaakov who might wrestle with me, but you will triumph. Moshe understood what it meant to be the new Yaakov, to be the savior of his people. But most of all, Moshe went on to teach his people how to be a mensch. And how do you become a mensch? By making sure that you treat the stranger like you treat your own brother because you were slaves and strangers in the land of Egypt. Now we don't call him Moshe the warrior. We don't call him Moshe the redeemer. We call him Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, our teacher. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.